I greet you on this glorious day and congratulate Patrick on his baptism and George as the Godfather and parents and family. Thank you for coming to celebrate this great day with us. Today's gospel reading is from Luke and is the story about Lazarus and the rich man. Christ liked to tell stories to get his point across to people so they would listen and not just fall asleep. And so this is one of the most amazing stories that the Lord told about Lazarus and the rich man because it's about the life to come. It gave us kind of a window into what that world is like. But as we read it, you know, it's, it's so tempting for us to think, well, I really don't have a Lazarus in my life. This really doesn't apply to me. I'm, I'm not rich. I don't have a, someone outside my door that I pass by every day and who needs food from me or help. I don't have anybody like that in my life. But I want you to look deeper. And I myself need to look deeper. Because the reality is that all of us do have these people in our lives. Now, if you're a single person, you have to look in your neighborhood, at work, your friends, in your church community even. Find that person that you know is needing something and they're not getting it. Every day, everybody is just walking right past and not meeting that need. Now, if you're married, you already have the Lazarus. Your spouse is your Lazarus. Too many times we forget about the person close to us. What, is their, what are they needing from you? Attention. Attention. Listening, care, affection, service. We all have, if we're married, we have that in our life. We have that spouse that needs us. If you have children, then you have more Lazaruses. And the more children you have, the more difficult it is to meet all those needs. And they're all not the same. Every child is different. And what one child needs is of a harsh word, the other child needs a kind word. So it's difficult. You know, it's funny, not really funny, but you look at the world, every, every job, every career, every major move in life usually requires prerequisites. Like if you want to go to college, you have to do certain things in high school. You've got to get certain grades. If you want to become an engineer, you've got to have a certain amount of math and calculus and, and physics and all this stuff. Um, every job has got these prerequisites. But there are two jobs that have no prerequisites. Two jobs that have no prerequisites at all. Getting married and having children. If you can fog a mirror... You can do both those jobs. You can get both those jobs. But it doesn't mean you're going to do a very good job at it. 
Well, in the church, there are two prerequisites that the church gives us if we want to succeed as parents and in marriage. Prayer and discernment. Prayer and discernment. We need to have those things to succeed in this monumental task of being married, raising children, and meeting the needs of the Lazaruses in our lives. You know, you guys know that I like to follow Father Cosmos on the internet. It's a YouTube channel, just wonderful wisdom. He has like 83, 82 talks. They're about three hours long. Well, starting with about talk 65 through 75, all of them are about marriage and family life and parenting. So like maybe 30 hours of talking about this subject. Father Cosmos, he counsels all kinds of people, single people, married people. He meets single people and he says to them, if you don't know how to pray, don't get married. It'll destroy you. It'll beat you up and just cast you aside. And a lot of people don't like to hear that. You know, they think, well, if I get married, then I'm going to grow up, and then I'm going to learn to pray, and then I'm going to learn to do this and that, and be able to you know, manage all that. And he tells them, no, if you, can't, if you haven't learned to pray yet, if you haven't learned to struggle, live the spiritual life, don't get married. Now, if we took that too far, none of us would get married. <laughs> but his point is, when you get married, you enter into a, an arena of struggle against your ego, especially. Pride. And if you're not living a spiritual life, you're going to have a difficult time. So that's his point. So what do spouses need? What prerequisites do spouses need to do well in marriage? They need prayer and discernment. And having this discernment, we know how to give the things that our spouse needs. Love, attention, support, service. The husband serves the wife, the wife serves the husband. St. Paul tells us, when you get married, your body no longer belongs to you. The body of the husband belongs to the wife. The body of the wife belongs to the husband. That's, that's a really major thing to consider. Children, then. What do children need? The Lord have mercy. They need different things at different stages. And really, the only way we can know how to give all the things they need is through prayer and discernment. Discernment is knowing how much love to give, when to give it, what kind of love to give, how much discipline to give, when to give it, how much discipline, how much to say, how much not to say. Just, there's no formula. You have to have discernment, but... You can't have discernment if you don't have prayer because discernment comes from God through prayer. 
So children need different things at different stages. When they're little, when your little Lazaruses are growing up, they need a lot of physical care. And mostly this comes from the mother. Even in the womb, first nine months. I mean, that's super physical. They need affection, nursing, being nursed at the breast, something men can't do, regardless of what the culture tells us. <laughs> they need to be caressed, comforted, held close. Sometimes they may need a little swat. They're getting too close to a hot stove or ready to fall off a chair or do something that's going to hurt them, give them a little swat or keep them from developing bad habits, a little bit of spanking. Our, in our family, we always had a big paddle hanging on the wall, a symbol of authority. Didn't have to use it a whole lot, probably used it too much sometimes and not enough other times. They say the, the paddle is applying the board of education to the seat of learning. But when they get a little older, they need more intellectual help. More talking to, more uh, guiding and explaining things. Maybe less, they're going to not need quite as much affection and maybe not as much spanking but just more just reasoning with them and explaining things to them. Now when they get to the teen years, well, there you really need prayer and discernment then for those Lazaruses. Because hugging and kissing probably isn't going to help anymore. Maybe a little, but not too much. Yap, 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 yapping. Doesn't help that much. They start to tune you out. In fact, sometimes the more we talk, the worse it gets. It's at this stage that we need spiritual care for them. And that is comes through prayer and discernment. Prayer. Sometimes we reach an, an impasse with our kids but there's nothing left we can do. And even as a grandparent, you still feel responsible for your kids and your grandkids. But there comes a place, a point where you're about the only thing you can do is pray. <laughs> but prayer is the most important. You know, one of the fathers... Contemporary Fathers has a very important saying. He said, parents need to, especially talking about teenagers, parents need to speak less to their children about God and more to God about their children. Parents need to speak less to their children about God and more to God about their children. In other words, no, no lecturing or preaching, soapbox standing. You know, you get on your knees and pray for your, for your children. Prayer with pain is productive. 
PPP. Prayer with pain is productive. I'm not talking about the paycheck, paycheck protection plan. Prayer with pain is productive. Sometimes we just need to get down on our knees and pray to God with pain. Pain, I mean feeling of urgency, of uh, intensity. Lord, help my child. I can't, there's nothing left I can do. You're going to have to help them. Help them, Lord. God answers those kinds of prayers. God is obligated to answer the prayer of the heart that is hurting and is sincere. So let us look clearly around us at the Lazaruses in our lives, whoever they are. Let us not be like this rich man who went by every day and just ignored it, but let us notice and ask God for discernment to know how to meet those needs. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory for us.